The views expressed on The Pickleball Show are not necessarily those of the USAPA. The Pickleball Show is the official podcast of the USAPA dedicated to growing the sport of pickleball around the country. Show your support and become a USAPA member today. Visit USAPA.org. From Bainbridge Island to the villages. Pickleball is one of the fastest growing sports in America. Buckeye to Abbotsford. Time out, baby, yeah! St. George to Rochester and all points in between. If you've heard of pickleball or you already play it, then you know. This is the Pickleball Show. Hello, my name's Wayne Mudley, pickleball lover, and here's the host of the Pickleball Show, Chris Allen. Live from the PBX Club Studios in Asheville, North Carolina, this is the Pickleball Show. I am your host, Chris Allen. Happy Independence Day. Boy, you look out uh, here in Asheville on I-26 and I-40 and uh, wall-to-wall RVs, uh, campers, people enjoying the Independence Day weekend and uh, getting out and enjoying the the national parks and everything, the Great Smoky Mountains right around here. And I thought, you know what? This would be a great time to talk with uh, one of the people that I enjoy reading most online, and that is Nancy Whiteman. Her blog, along with Denise Boutine, is called rvpicklers.com, and uh, always a pleasure to read her stuff and uh, a pleasure to welcome Welcome to the show today. Hi, Nancy. Hey, Chris. How are you? Doing well. Thanks for making time for us here on the Pickleball Show. Now, you're not traveling right now. You're uh, at home in the villages. How long have you and Denise lived there? We have been here for nearly nine years now. We moved in when we were in our early 50s. Though it's a 55-plus community, there is a provision to allow people under 50 to move in. There's a certain percentage that are under 50. And so we moved in when we were in our early 50s because we loved golf and we thought we moved here to play golf. Yeah, and I know that feeling that uh, I thought I was going to be the golf guy, but when I discovered pickleball, uh, there was no turning back. And uh, to me, it, I love the faster pace of pickleball. The uh, the people, I think, are, are the nicest people as well. And uh, man, just love being out on the court. Well, and also you burn a few more calories, which is as you get older, uh, is helpful. Especially the way I play. I think I burn, I burn more calories than I need to sometimes. I'm not as, as efficient as I need to be. You watch somebody like Brian Staub, and to me, he is just the most efficient player I've ever seen. There's no wasted movement, no wasted energy. And I think that uh, maybe that's part of what uh, you need to win a national championship like he did. Can't run around like a like a Labrador retriever puppy like I do on the court <laughs> and expect to, it wears you out by the end of the day. You got to play smart and play efficient like he does. Well, that's true. The other player that I look at that way is uh, Coach Mo. Mm-hmm. When you watch him playing, I'm not exactly sure how old Mo is, but he probably has 10 plus years on me. Um, He never seems to hurry on the court. Mm -hmm. He gets to the ball. He knows where he needs to be, but he never really hurries. It's the most amazing thing to watch. Uh, it's really impressive to see somebody like him play the game. Yeah, I was watching his new uh, DVD set just a couple of weeks ago, and I thought about that, too. It's like he just takes his time. He's got just as much time as everybody else, but it looks like he's got more time for some reason. It always seems to me that he's walking rather than running. Mm-hmm. And I and I know there must be times when he must move a little more quickly, but it never <laughs> seems that way. And I, I get to play with him fairly regularly, and it's always a pleasure to play with him because not only does he get to the ball, 
ball, but en route, he does commentary as to what he's going to do with the ball on his next shot. So that's always fun. What are some of the big takeaways that you've learned from uh, standing across the net from Coach Mo? Anything big that jumps out at you? I think the biggest thing is he plays high percentage pickleball. You know, he doesn't go for any really crazy angles or any crazy shots. He's very patient. He plays within himself. He knows what he does well. He plays to his strengths. And his attitude is just great all the time, win or lose. It's very appropriate that his new DVD set is called Percentage Pickleball. And somebody else who uh, who is a big believer in Percentage Pickleball, Sarah Ansberry. And uh, Sarah has a weekly column on your blog, rvpicklers.com, and that's always fun to read, too. How did you uh, strike up a relationship with Sarah, her being in Portland, Oregon, and you being down in the villages? Well, we were fortunate. Uh, Sarah was invited by Jeff Shank to be one of the pickleball professionals who participated in this spring's pro exhibition that the pickleball club in the villages hosts each year. And we happened to be at the Grand Canyon Games and we ran into her there and she had just been invited to participate in our exhibition here in the villages. So Denise and I offered to have she and her partner Lynn stay with us So she spent an entire week in our home as our guest, and the friendship grew from there. We stay in contact. She was kind enough to agree to write a a weekly uh, instructional post for us. So it's it's been fun. It was really great getting to play with her. I've recently had knee surgery, so my play has been pretty curtailed, but she helped carry me around the court when we got a chance to play together, and it was a lot of fun. Well, it sure is fun reading her uh, weekly contribution to the RV Pickler's blog, and uh, lots of good information in there. One of the, the latest articles, well, actually that you wrote, bounces off of her second book that she's come out with, her ebook, which is How to Be the Best Pickleball Partner you can be. You had written a a blog post that uh, talked about the anchoring technique. And I know that that's something that you said you discovered when you were uh, at a golf clinic years ago. And I thought that it was a really interesting technique and uh, wanted you to touch on it here. Yeah, it's it's interesting. Um, I took up golf pretty late in life, primarily because someone told me it would be good for business and got instantly addicted. And fortunately, I was fairly good at it. But one of the areas that I always had a big problem with was my putting. And I actually went and got hypnotized twice. Not sure that it was I was ever really under, but I did go and try to be hypnotized for putting. Mm -hmm. Later, went to a clinic where uh, the instructor said, in 90 minutes, I can reduce your handicap by two or three strokes and you're never going to swing a golf club. (laughs) And I I thought, well, that's interesting. And the clinic was $35. So I figured what the heck. And basically, he taught this technique called anchoring, which is essentially sitting in a comfortable chair, relaxing and visualizing something that you did very, very well. A time that in this case that you putted particularly well or a time that you drove the ball playing golf particularly straight and just continue to visualize that over and over again. And as you visualize that, 
do something physical that's attached to that feeling. So it might be, you know, tapping your forehead lightly, or it might be uh, clapping your hands, or many golfers use opening and closing their golf glove before they hit the ball as a trigger or an anchor for that feeling. And it was something that I learned to do with golf. And literally the next time I went out to play golf after I learned this technique and practiced it for about two weeks, I shot what was at the time my lowest score ever. Wow. And I was just instantly hooked. So for some reason, I never thought to apply it to my pickleball game. (laughs) (laughs) And um, reading Sarah's book reminded me of that technique. And one of the challenges that I have playing pickleball is I can sometimes be my own worst enemy. I can get down on myself pretty easily and lose confidence. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know that feeling. So right now, one of the things I'm working on is is visualizing times when I have been confident, times when I had fun playing, times when I communicated well with my partner and we played well together. And as I visualize that and feel that emotion and that presence strongly, I have a little thing that I do where I, I tap my the hand that I would hold my paddle with with my other hand. Mm-hmm. So, so when I'm on the court, I can easily do that. And then, you know, when the feeling goes away, you stop tapping <laughs> um, because you don't want to anchor an anxious or bad feeling. You just continue to practice that 10 minutes or so a day for a couple of weeks And then see what happens. See if the next time you tap your hand, you feel more confident, you feel more relaxed, you feel more in control. I'm anxious to be able to start playing again soon and seeing uh, the results. I'm confident that it's going to have a positive effect on my game. That's a neat idea. I love that stuff. I mean, so much of any sport, it's amazing how much of it is mental. Probably none more than golf, but pickleball and tennis are right up there too. Well, I don't know if you saw Wimbledon the other day. Serena was lost the first set, won the second set fairly easily, and then began the third set losing two games in a row, finally got herself back to even. She sat down between games near the end of her third set, and she had this look on her face that was just intense. And she came out and she hit four aces in a row to win the game and afterwards talked about her mental toughness. And um, I really do think that, you know, a lot of people could really take their game to another level if they learned how to harness their mind to help them rather than hinder them when they're playing pickleball. Do you have any kind of tips or tricks that help you? It's probably the area that I struggle with the most, to tell you the truth. I'm hoping that this anchoring technique is going to uh, pay the same kinds of dividends in pickleball that it did in my golf game. Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to have to try that as well, because uh, yeah, Sarah does do a good job of explaining it in her book. And uh, I'm going to give it a try. And I think the big thing is having fun. One of the things that I really admire about a lot of the younger players, uh, a lot of what or some people call the professional players, is that at the end of the match, they're all really good friends. They congratulate each other on good shots. There's not a whole lot of arguing between points, a lot less arguing than I see among intermediate senior players, for example. (laughs) Um, And they're just having fun. And I think that makes them better players. You play better when you have fun. Yeah, you definitely do. I think another factor is that they all know 
that they talk about it in football that uh, they want parity within the league and on any given Sunday one team could beat another team uh, I think a lot of times uh, they, they know that alright win or lose I'm going to have fun if I win it's because of me and if I lose it's going to be because of me too absolutely yep and there's and there's good and bad breaks in a game you know when the ball just kind of rolls over the net and there's no way you can get to it <laughs> there's nothing you can do about that you know you might as well not get mad about it you might as well just shake your head mm-hmm. and uh go on playing now you uh having played in the villages for a number of years and then uh when when you and denise get into olga which is the name of their rv if you're a uh, a frequent reader of the rv picklers blog you know that olga is the rv that Nancy Whiteman and, and uh, Denise Boutine travel around in. Uh, when you get in Olga and you go around the country, you probably see different levels of play and you see different parts of the country where maybe people aren't accurate in their self-assessment of their ratings. You might see somebody who thinks that they're a 4-5, a but you think, you know, based on the villages, you think, nah, really, they're probably more of a 4. Do you think the new rating system that's coming up, you think that that might help keep the ratings the same across the board and across the different parts of the country? Well, I think in your last show or the show before, you talked about the new rating system, and I think the new rating system is going to be great for uh, tournament players. As I said in one of our posts, God bless Melissa that she has to put up with everything that she has to put up with related (laughs) to running a tournament. Seating is such a huge part of it. And to give her an empirical tool by which she can seed players in in a tournament will be a big help. And I also think in in the really large tournaments where you have a lot of players, you know, there is a difference between a senior 5-0 player and a 30-something 5-0 player. Mm -hmm. So having those rankings is going to help in that regard. But I think the vast majority of people that we run into as we're traveling across the country and we really plan our route with the USAPA Places to Play website right next to us trying to figure out where we can stop along the way to meet new people and play pickleball. And without exception, we've always been greeted very warmly, which is one of the great things about this sport. Yeah, it really is. But you get to some place where there's maybe 35 people that play pickleball. And so the best player of those 35, and he or she may have only been playing for a year, Mm -hmm. is considered an advanced player. And they may, because they've looked at rankings of other players say, well, then an advanced player is a 4.0 or above or a 4.5 and above. And then they run into us. I think it has a lot to do with how large the community is of players playing there and how long they've been playing. And of course, you're always going to have, you know, exceptions like a Sarah Ansbury that takes up the game and within a year is one of the top players in the country. But more often than not, we're playing with players our age and that's less common. So people do the best they can. They rate themselves compared to the other people they're playing with. In the villages, we have 1,700 people that have gone through Deb Harrison's rating clinic. Every month, a ratings clinic is held here in the villages, which can support up to 42 people being rated 
by six or eight raiders that Deb has trained to do that job. And they are being compared to the USAPA standard and the other thousand or so pickleball players here in the villages. Because of that, I think, frankly, our ratings are pretty accurate. And as we travel around the country, we find that in larger communities, for example, we were in Palm Creek for a month last winter. You know, we were right in line with some of those larger communities where you have a lot of people playing pickleball. Mm -hmm. So the more the more opportunity you have to compare with other players and a cross section of players in a community, the more accurate you're going to be. That's absolutely right. I mean, we recall fondly, I think it was about three years ago, there was a small town in South Carolina that had been playing pickleball for about nine months and decided to host a tournament. They actually had a sanctioned tournament. They did a heck of a job. They had about 150 people play in it. Uh, They had referees on every court. They really did an outstanding job. But the local players who had had rated themselves, the first time they played, they went, oops, whether they had rated themselves (laughs) a 3-5 or a 4-0. I think 4-0 was the highest anybody had rated themselves. But I remember the the two local ladies that were across the net from my 4-0 partner and I playing. After about three shots, the one looked at the other and said, I guess we're really not (laughs) (laughs) 4-0s. Yeah. But, you know, they they did a heck of a job and they continue to have a wonderful tournament to this day. And uh, with a little time and some more experience, their ratings now better reflect what I consider the national rating system. And uh, you and Denise have really done a great job of of kind of uh, merging these two uh, great passionate interests together that so many people have, the RV lifestyle and the pickleball lifestyle. And they really do go together so well. Where uh, where is Olga off to next? Do you have a destination in mind? Yeah, Olga is going to uh, Greensboro, North Carolina for the Masters Tournament. Oh, we're going to the Early's home in Georgia. They have a kind of a small tournament in their backyard. Not an official tournament. It's more like a party. Uh Um, So we'll be in their backyard in Georgia. (laughs) We'll look forward to hopefully having Olga come to uh, Western North Carolina, the Asheville area sometime soon. And uh, when she does, we'll uh, look forward to sharing the court with you. Thank you very much. It would be great to meet you in person, Chris. Likewise. That's Nancy Whiteman. And uh, you can read more from Nancy and Denise Boutine at rvpicklers.com. Nancy, thanks again. Safe travels. Thank you, Chris. Have a good day. And of course, we'll link to rvpicklers.com in the show notes, as well as Sarah Ansbury's second ebook, which is available now, and that is How to Be the Best Pickleball Partner That You Can Be. We'll link to that also. Hey, have you gotten your copy of the top 10 tips from Pickleball's three greatest coaches, Coach Mo, Deb Harris, and Prem Carnot, all together in one quick study guide that will definitely take your game to the next level? Head over to freepbxclub.com and download your copy. Also, the official forum of Pickleball is up and running. Lots of good conversation there. Head over to Pickleball Talk. Dot com and join the conversation. That's pickleballtalk.com. And we'd like to uh, have you here next week as well. One easy way to make sure you never miss an episode of The Pickleball Show is to go to iTunes and hit that subscribe button. I'm Chris Allen. This is The Pickleball Show. And until next week, keep them low.
The Pickleball Show is brought to you by PBX Club. PBX stands for Pickleball Excellence. Join today and get the latest pickleball tips and strategies, news, and opinion. Save money on paddles and other equipment with coupon codes to online pickleball retailers. Get travel discounts to tournaments and a whole lot more. How much does it cost to become a PBX Club member? Well, it's free. Just go to freepbxclub.com. That's freepbxclub.com. There's even a link in the show notes for this episode. FreePBXClub.com. PBX Pickleball Excellence. Join the club. It's free.